0: where we do the most and the least at this same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? I am sitting in my office right now. I've got a gorgeous, delicious, yummy French bulldog named Rigatoni sleeping on a really tender blanket that somebody gave me at one of the shows. This was a amazing nurse and she gave it to me at the end. I can't remember what show is it at, but it was at the end of 2021 and it's like the sisterhood of the traveling blanket. This nurse had this blanket that was given to her by a COVID patient that she took care of for like months and months on end in the ICU. And then she passed this blanket along. And I want that lovely lady to who is listening to this to know that my sweet puppy is curled up in that blanket and we love it so much. And it's tender. And every time I look at it, I think what an amazing person you are. I'm the worst, but you're giving and and selfless. And thank you for passing along this blanket. I also wonder, do I have a responsibility to pass the blanket along to somebody else? I don't know. Did you want the blanket back? Let me know. Please reach out to me. Anywho, it's great. It's snowing here in Atlanta. I had two phenomenal shows this weekend. I had a show in Oklahoma City. Then I had a show in Lexington, Kentucky. And I got back right before the snowstorm here in Atlanta. And when this comes out, I will be in Dallas. I got shows in Dallas this week. Then we're going to San Francisco. Then we have Los Angeles. We are doing the frickin' most. We have so much to catch up on, so much to discuss. How are you? Hope you're well. You know, it's snowing in Atlanta and I feel very strongly about this and I probably should work out a new bit for it in the show and not talk about it in the podcast. But I get very upset with this whole gaslighting, this weather gaslighting that a lot of people from up North do to Southerners. Now, I love my friends and family in Boston, New Jersey, New York. I love you all. But you know, every time we have a winter weather advisory here in Georgia or Tennessee or anywhere below the Mason Dixon, you guys like to say, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. Get over it. First of all, go fuck yourself. Don't tell me. It's the gaslighting for me. Michelle, it's the gaslighting. It's the trying to make convince me that my problems aren't trauma. They are. Go fuck yourself. I just hate it so much when people from New Jersey, okay, okay, when pe- anybody from up north is like, "Oh, you're getting three inches. Ah, oh, quick complaining. Not a big deal." First of all, we don't have the salt trucks. I don't know if you know this, but we had an ice apocalypse. I think back in maybe 2010 where people just had to ditch their cars on the side of the road because we froze on like literally like a video game. It was like Mario Kart and everyone fucking froze. So just know that we enjoy our snow day. It's a day to sit back, relax, fire up the fucking Crock-Pot and just leave caution to the wind because you know you're not going anywhere. And yeah, it'll all melt tomorrow because it'll be 85 degrees. But you know what's great about the South? We can play golf year round. So if we have two fucking snow days, don't tell me it's not a big deal. Let me live my life. Sorry, felt passionate about that. It's just it's this thing that northerners do. It's a gaslight. It's a weather gaslight. You know, unless you've done a tornado drill, call me. And I was actually talking about this with Christina this weekend. We were having a glass of wine. And I said, what part of the country doesn't have any bad weather? The Great Plains, you get twisters. I mean, listen, you can get a hurricane in New York. Look at how much fucking Sandy fucked shit up. You get nor'easters up there. You get a lot of snow. Florida gets attacked by hurricanes. The West Coast, you got earthquakes and, and wildfires. Wildfire isn't weather, but it's, you know, I guess natural disaster. You got tumbleweeds in Texas. I mean, where can you go where it's just mild and you don't have to worry about any of this shit? I don't know. When you find out, let me know. But um, I very much so was excited for today, but it's icy out there and Georgia's not prepared. We don't have salt trucks, Madison. We don't have them. So while you're scoot, scoot, skeet, skeeting around to your, you know, I don't know, fancy mall in New Jersey, there's only one. Don't tell me that my problems are not real. Weather fucking gaslighting is so fucking obnoxious you know, last time we had 65 inches in Boston back in 87. Well, great. I, I don't know what to tell you. You chose to live in the North where it's cold and you get snow, but they're prepared for it. We are not. Let a bitch live. And this is no hate or shade to my fellow friends and listeners up North, but understand anytime somebody from the fucking tri-state area wants to chime in on their opinion on how we should handle the weather fucking annoys me. That's my absolutely not. Uh, absolutely yes, though. I had a phenomenal couple of days on the road. Felt great to be back. I love what I do. Richly blessed. Oklahoma City. Can I just tell you, fantastic town. Great food, wonderful people. Very clean, very fucking clean. How do you think I keep myself organized with my my website? You know what I mean? I have my merch, I've got my tour dates, I've got this and that, updated information. It's because I use Squarespace. Squarespace is amazing. It made it so easy for me to make a website. Listen, you want to make a website about your roller skating business, maybe your pet groomer. You know, maybe you're over there hustling wares. Maybe you're doing dream catchers. You know what? I love to buy some dream catchers. And you know how you can be a business owner and entrepreneur and have the analytics and 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 everything you need to own Uh, your own website, just go to squarespace.com and they make it so, so easy. I'm obsessed with them. Listen, I love the fact that they just make it a one-stop shop. They've got everything, design, innovation. They have all-in-one platform, e-commerce, domains, marketing tools, analytics, ease of use, and world-class design. Here's the thing. Head to squarespace.com slash absonot. So that's A-B-S-O-N-O-T for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, use the offer code absonot to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that is squarespace.com slash absonot, A-B-S-O-N-O-T for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the code absonot to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Listen, make your life easy, okay? Don't outsource this. You can do this to squarespace.com. They've got everything there. I use it to build my website. And hey, now I've, you know, done well because you guys can keep up with my tour dates and and all of this other stuff. Just make your life easy. Go right to the source, squarespace.com. And let me tell you what happened, all right? So the mayor of Oklahoma City is this great guy. Real fun, progressive, smart guy named Mayor Dave Holt. He had DM'd me like, like six months prior to me coming to Oklahoma City, and was like, "Hey, my wife's a huge fan. can you please help me out?" And I was like, "Anybody who you know is a mayor, of course I'm going to help out." I did a video for his wife. I had completely forgotten that I had sent this video off because it had been so long ago. I land in Oklahoma City, and I 'm standing in the baggage claim, and I see his photo up on the wall and it 's like, "Welcome to Oklahoma City," says the mayor. And I 'm like, "I know this guy seems familiar. I know this guy seems familiar. How do I know him?" Of course, he's a mayor. I'm like, but I feel like I know him. So then I'm sitting at dinner and I get a text message and it says, welcome to Oklahoma City. If there's anything you need, we've got you signed. Dave Holt, the mayor. And I immediately pick it up and look at Chris and Christina and I go, did you guys get this? I thought it was like a, (laughs) you know, when like you land in the Bahamas and it's like, welcome to AT&T, Bahamian Intel or Nextel or whatever the fuck it is. When you switch over, you fly out of the country and you get that like Verizon, ding, ding, you're out of the country. I thought it was maybe like an Amber Alert. Like, I don't know why, but I just thought this was something that everybody got. So I immediately was like, wow, okay, Oklahoma City, wow. Either I'm really so far off the grid that I'm out of the country getting these messages from the fucking mayor, or it's just a really friendly town. So Christina and Chris look at me and they're like, no, we did not get these messages. What is this? I just thought it was an automated message from the mayor. Then a bottle of champagne gets sent over to our table. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the fucking mayor. I already know this guy. Of course I know Dave. It was so funny. I, I, was, cry, I was so mortified that I just thought this was an automated message. I was like, wow, Oklahoma City is on top of the welcome hospitality game. But no. I gave the mayor my number like an absolute creep that I am. But anywho, he and his lovely wife came to the show. It was so fun. Listen, I got to give a big shout out. I mean, listen, if you live in Oklahoma City, this guy's up for re-election. He seems like a great guy. And I give him my endorsement. And also the city was wildly clean and everyone seemed great and weed is legal. So live, laugh, love, guys. Oklahoma City, I was very impressed. Everybody couldn't have been kinder. The food was fantastic. And then we get out to Lexington. Now, I had to take a plane, a train and a horseback buggy to get to Lexington. It's not because it's an obscure place, but there are no direct flights from Oklahoma City. So we had to get all the way back to Atlanta, then get on a tiny pencil plane to get to Lexington. We made it to the show by the skin of our teeth, but we made it. But I got to talk about something. I mean, absolutely not. I've had some weird situations from older gentlemen on airplanes recently, and I, I it's literally everything happens in threes right always but this has happened this is the third time that something odd has happened to me on an airplane in this is not i'm not saying this to humble brag this is just what i spend my money on first class so i'm flying down to the turks let's take it back a notch i'm flying down to the turks and there's this older gentleman maybe in his 60s and he gets up and he keeps peeing in the bathroom fine do your thing you know at that point you have a small prostate anyways or enlarge and it pushes on your urethra or your urinary tract. Like I get it. You do you, I'm a do me. I got to pee a lot too. So I'm in like three uh, B and C with Jeff and this guy and his wife are sitting in five uh, B and C. I go pee. And now mind you, I just want you to know that I'm a very clean person in a public restroom. And I'll tell you why, especially in an airplane bathroom. One, go back and listen to my episode of ovaries on the plane when I projectile vomited all over a a plane bathroom in first class. And I cried for an hour and spent an hour cleaning this up, even though the the attendant said, I, I, this is my job. I can help you with this. And I hysterically cried and cleaned it up. I am hyper aware of how clean I leave an airplane bathroom. Went to the bathroom, put the seat down, of course, after you flush, because you never know what's, you know, there's always a debris. You never flush a toilet with the seat up. That's living way too on the edge. Last second, you could have an earring fall in. Your ring could fall in. You know, I just learned from my mom who worked for the airlines for 25 years, who had to literally reach into a toilet on an airplane and pick out a woman's teeth that fell out. I I have learned this lesson. I pee, I wash my hands, I put the thing down before I flush, clean up, da-da-da-da, throw my paper in the receptacle, and I go to the bathroom. This older gentleman walks in after me. He then comes and s- stops on his way back to, my, to his seat and says the following. I need y'all to sit down, buckle up, pull over to the side of the road. He says, if you're gonna pee all over the seat, you need to clean it up next time, sweetie. Thanks a lot. And then got in his seat. Have you had a second to absorb what I just told you? First of all, absolutely fucking not. I didn't pee all over the seat. Side note, I also changed a tampon, okay? You know what kind of concentration that fucking takes. Two, I would always turn around and check the seat. In fact, my dad in his office, in the ladies' room, he didn't put it in there, but his secretary did. It said, if you tinkle when you sprinkle, be a sweetie and wipe the seedy, okay? Every country fucking office has that sign. If you sprinkle, when you tinkle, be a seedy wipe. No, be a sweetie wipe the seaty. Everybody knows this. That was ingrained in me by like six. I knew to wipe down a seat in a public restroom. So this man says this, and I, I, I get a cold chill down my spine, and I'm like, "This is fucking what? Wow!" And I pause for a second. Jeff is sitting looking out the window and he's got his ear pods in and he doesn't know that this man has said something. And I know that if I say anything to Jeff, he's going to go off the rails. And so I think there's two ways to handle the situation. I can either get up from my seat and say something to him like, hey, first of all, sir, uh, no. Second of all, fuck off. And third of all, I didn't pee on the seat. And if I did, did you then sit on the seat to pee? Is that where we're at? Are you sitting on the seat? If you're sitting on the seat, Let me know. Thank you. And I decide, I bite my tongue. I say, it's not worth it. We're in international waters. Okay. We're about to land on the Turks and Caicos. I want to enjoy my vacation. I'm going to let this man just say whatever fucking remark he wants to say to me. And I was thinking about it. I was like, do I say, you know, I was changing my tampon. Did you really want to know what I was doing in the bathroom? I washed my hands, but would you like to, would you like to check? Do you want to check my tampon string? Make sure it's in there. Like, what a fucking creep. I didn't know how to handle the situation, but in true um, Heather McMahon fashion, I bury it deep down inside. And then I wait about, mm, I don't know, seven days later to then publicly talk about it on a podcast because that's my form of therapy. So I wait till we get through customs and then we're in the cab and I make sure these people are nowhere in sight. And I tell Jeff what happens. Jeff's like, why the fuck didn't you tell me that guy was bothering the flight attendant? I saw him bitching at her about something. This is so annoying. These fucking people like have such entitlement. And I was like, no, the reason I didn't tell you is I'm glad you had my back, but it wasn't worth it. Okay, I have told you all this many times in my life on the podcast. I have a catchphrase. When I get upset about something, I say to myself, is this worth it? because I am surrounded by so many hot heads and I am not a hothead. And, I, but this is the problem. I'm the opposite. I bury it so deep that then when I do snap, the whole house has been burned down and like six people got run over with my Jetta. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's where I go. I'm either full throttle down the Autobahn going 120, ready to murder everyone, or I just sit back and go, um, thank you, sir. I have not found that middle area, that middle ground of like standing up for yourself while also not, I don't know, pulling out a weapon. Anyways, so Jeff's like, I can't believe this fucking guy said something. He's like, I saw him get up and pee like 10 times. He said, when I guess Jeff got up to pee, he was like, you know, he just seemed like he had an attitude, just this old fuck had an attitude. And I always respect my elders, but you know, you know this specific older gentleman. I don't know if his name is like, oh God, what the fuck? I don't know if it's Clark. I don't know if it's like a a Jesse, but it's fucking something. So, Heather, why are you on this tangent? Well, it now happened twice this past weekend, too. I'm on my flight to Oklahoma City and I'm getting on and I'm pushing one of my bags up and I'm in first class pushing my bag up and the thing, the overhead bin, it starts to come down and like my bag starts to fall out. So I try and catch it and it's so heavy with my computer. It kind of tips over my shoulder and I grab it and it nearly lightly brushes this gentleman who's sitting across the aisle from me. I profusely apologize. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. That bin closed weird. Chris and Christina were right there to try and help me get it. Like I'm very strong and efficient with putting my shit in the overhead bin. Okay, profusely apologize. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Wow, that, that, you know, that knocked me over a little bit. This guy, fine. He's fine. When we're getting up to leave the flight, Chris says to me, we're in, he and I are sitting next to each other in first class, like two A and B. I, he says, do you want me to help you with that bag? I said, no, I think I got it. It was just the bin. The wife getting off goes, are you sure about that, sweetie? (laughs) And keeps walking. Chris looks at me. I look at him and I'm like, the fucking shade of it all. I'm sorry, ma'am. Your husband was lightly brushed. He was not feeble. I grabbed the bag as soon as possible. Accidents happen. I acknowledge was very hospitable and remorseful about lightly brushing your husband's arm. Are you fucking kidding me? It was the shade. It was the shade in which she said, are you sure about that? <laughs> And kept walking. Am I sure about the fact that when I get to baggage claim, you might get Nancy Kerrigan in the back, the old Achilles? But of course I bury it deep down inside and I look at Chris. I was like, Chris, did you catch that? He was like, oh fuck. He was like, that was directed towards you. I'm like, the fucking shade. So this is in a matter of a week, second time. I've gotten shade from an elder in first class. Now, mind you, again, my grandfather is chief pilot for Delta. My father flew airplanes for fun. That's what he did. I understand the etiquette. I always wear a nice hat. I always have a nice jacket and look good. Even on my worst day in my sweats, when I look like I have been run over by a fucking baggage service guy, I still will put something on or at least wear sunglasses and a hat. So I look put together. I am very, actually, quite respectful. And there's an absolutely not that we need to talk about, which I guess I could spiral off right now, which is airline decor decorum. If you are getting on a flight, I don't care. This is especially for young women, the TikTok generation. If you're getting on a flight, I don't care if you're going to the Caribbean. You don't wear, you don't wear white, see through. Basketball shorts or skims and a white tank top with no bra that's cropped in your belly buttons hanging out. You don't fucking do it. And a pair of slides with socks. That's not what you wear on an airplane. I don't care. Cover your titties. You do not, ladies, we do not need to be going out in public in crop tops and no titties getting on an airplane. Do it at the nightclub, do it when you're going to get brunch. I don't give a shit, but for some reason on an airplane, I don't know why that fucking drives me nuts. I'm sure someone will argue with me, but don't fucking do it. If you haven't ordered Modern Fertility yet, then I don't know why you're even still listening to this podcast because I love them. They're genius. I'm so glad I had them in my life. They basically uh, raised a red flag for me that, hey, it's time to look into your fertility if you didn't already. Here's the deal. Modern Fertility was created because it makes it easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. All you do is mail it in with the prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. It makes checking all of these things that we don't know that we should know super easy. Knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, your future. And there are many decisions bigger than having kids, but many women, their fertility is a big question mark. So why not order modern fertility for a fraction of what it costs to do in a doctor's office? And then you just simply prick your finger and send in the results and they get right back to you. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, which is a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely, you can get $20 off your test. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $139 instead of hundreds or even thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, that's modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Take it from me. Take your health back in your hands, modernfertility.com. So this bitch, I'm calling her it. I don't care if she's older than me. This bitch is like, (laughs) you're sure about that, (laughs) sweetie? And gets off. I say nothing. I bury it deep. And then we're getting on our flight from Oklahoma City. We have to fly to Atlanta and then connect to get to Lexington. We're already like delayed and we're stressing. I get on, I look nice, you know, first flight of the day, we're all good to go. And as I'm walking through first class, because I'm sitting in Delta Comfort for this one, this older gentleman, probably in his seventies, I shit you not, And I'm not being, this is not me being hyper aware. This is not me being like feeling sorry for myself. There's nothing to feel sorry for, okay? I make the same amount of money as these fuckers and I'm sitting here, but I've told you that I've gotten a little shade recently from like other workmen, other older men who think that they own first class. I am walking past this gentleman. I nod and smile. I shit you not. This man looks me up and down head to toe and then shakes his fucking head. I don't even know what is happening at this point. I look at Christina. She's like, what was that? Mind you, this is our first flight of the day. I have on a nice Lululemon outfit. I've got my hat on, my nice Zara jacket. Like I look sharp, okay? I'm not walking out with a fucking harness on and a choke collar and Chris has me on a collar because we're some weird fetish. Even if I did, whatever, live your life. This guy looks me up and down and shakes his head while I have eye contact with him. What in the absolute fuck was that referring to? I sit in my seat and I'm like, what is happening? I don't know what the energy that I'm giving off in first classes. I don't know if there's been a revolution, if there's like a Reddit thread where a bunch of older people have then said, we eventually need to kick all of these younger people out of first class, even though they pay for the ticket and deserve to be there, something's happening. Something is brewing. Somebody let me know. If there's a boomer who listens to this podcast, can you kindly let me know what is happening? I say thank you to the pilot. I say thank you to the flight attendants. I barely even drink on a flight. I keep my mask on. I help others. I don't bum rush when I get off a fucking flight. I'm literally like, hi, ma'am, do you need me help me with your bag? I, I'm Heather McMahon. Do you know how fucking nice I can be? To a fault. I'm fired up. I'm fired up because I don't know what's going on, but there's gotta be something set. Something needs to happen. The next person above, I'd say 52, who gives me a side eye on an airplane, I don't know what's gonna happen. And I don't want the FDA, the FFA, sorry, the FDA is drugs. They probably have issues with me too. I don't want the FFA worrying, but so, <laughs> there's an energy. I don't know if they're getting together in the Sky Club and having a powwow. You know what I mean? It's like the silver sneakers in the corner just being like, this is it guys, this is it. Heather's on the flight. She's 35, new money, doesn't just does not need to be here. We got to take back first class. <laughs> The boomers are trying to take it back. They're trying to shame us, embarrass us, make us think that we don't need that. But you know what? I'm Delta Diamond just like you, Ronnie. Just like you, Matilda. Ruth is an old lady named Ruth. And I love my elders. Do you know how much I love hanging out and playing bridge at my country club? I fucking do it. Do you know I'm in a ladies nine hole and everybody, the I would say the average age is about uh, 64 I thrive, have always respected my elders. But when y'all come for that shady shit, and and I have a grown ass man literally look me up and down and then shake his head. And it was so much so that, have you ever been in a public situation you feel like someone's staring at you? So you immediately grab your tits or you grab your butt. You're like, do I have clothes on? Have you ever been in that situation? where you just panic and you're like, oh my God, I don't have pants on. Oh my God, my vagina's out. Like, even though you're in a pair of jeans, but for some reason, someone's staring such a hole through you that you think my labia is loose. You know, like maybe I'm fucked up. Maybe I'm on MDMA and I didn't realize it. And I just took my pants off, you know, at the gate and didn't realize that somehow. But from the gate, getting on through the breezeway, getting onto the airplane, my labia just came all the way out. It's like, if you're ever really high, you know, and you're like, whoa, do I have pants on? what is time and space? I For a split second, I grabbed my chest and I was like, oh my God, are my tits out? Like, I just panicked. I don't, and I should, you know what? I should have gone back and be like, hey, I'm so sorry, sir. What was that about? Non-confrontational, really energetic and kind in my voice. But there was something shady. So I don't know. If, if my older listeners, if you don't mind, I don't want to start the riot. You know, I'm here. I am ready to play ball. But I am a working professional, just like you all. And I would really like a little bit more respect, Okay, that's my absolute not. I don't know. Maybe there's, I don't know. What is it? You know, I I, I don't know. Are casseroles and retrograde? I don't know what is happening. But I'm here working my tail off. I'm fired up. But anyways, got to do my shows in Lexington. Made it by the skin of my teeth. The man next to me and I we were I mean Tina and I are back behind the shitter. But there's only this is like a maybe a thirty seater. And I sit next to a man who was drinking hot coffee and complaining that he was also warm. And I wanted to say, sir, maybe have an ice water to cool it down. And then he lost his shit on two gypsy women behind me. And I say that because literally dressed, you know, like the gypsy that might get you at the train station in Rome. I think this was their first flight. And then the flight, oh God, Okay. Now a pu- a plus, not a puss. I'm sorry. I'm really on one. Tina and I are on the same flight back from Lexington. And when I say this captain was chef's kiss, if I could have had sex with this man, I would have. I want you to imagine coming out of the cockpit, ready to make his announcement. We're on a pretty small plane and he's probably, I'd say, uh, 65 little heavy set could probably does a mall Santa at, in the Lexington area. I would not be surprised. The captain gets on and he stands in front of us, okay? He's not saying this from the cockpit. He comes out, he wants to be seen. And this man reminded me so much of my father in in the sense of just like, this would have been a Kyle McMahon move. Now, in retrospect, I realize I shouldn't have said I would have had sex with this man because that's a whole Freudian situation that I need to figure out. But you know what I'm saying? There was just something about him like, it was familiar. Okay, you know what? Please don't use this as a soundbite against me. Anyways, this guy comes out and goes, ladies and gentlemen, Okay, we got about a 45-minute flight time from wheels up, wheels down to Atlanta. Here's the deal. We have some regulations on this flight. You got to keep your mask on. I'm not going to argue with you because I'm going to tell you this right now. The minute you take your mask on, guess what? It's out of my hands, and I'm going to leave it up to who? The authorities. Here's the deal. I'm about eight years away from retirement, and I'm going to move so far deep in the Caribbean. The only person who has my address is Jesus himself. So I'm hoping that today you can help me get one more flight towards my retirement, and then my wife is literally going to be kissing the ground as soon as I land because she says, baby, I'm ready to move to that island. Anyways, do I, am I going to have any problems on this flight today? I don't know why this man is doing a full fucking 10 minutes of material. But when he said, I'm going to move so far deep in the Caribbean <laughs> that the only person who has my address is Jesus, I literally was like, like wanted to start slow clapping. I was like, fuck, yes. Officer Swanson, let's fucking go. And he's like, I don't like the mask. Just as much you don't, and then the guy next to me goes, "Let's go, Brandon." And I'm not getting political, but it was just like this guy's just trying to do his cute bit. He's a cute, jolly Mister Claus, Santa esque pilot. He lives in Lexington, you know he's based there, and he's just trying to do his bit. And then this guy to be like, "Let's go, Brandon, no mask," and I'm like, "I can't. I fucking can't. I cannot." I absolutely will not. I'm just done. I was done. But the captain was still so cute that I was like, I'm here for you, sir. And I looked at him and he looked at me and we both said like, you're an angel. And he looked at me and was like, you are too. (laughs) Thank you. I respect you. I don't know. It was just, it's been a, um, I might have to go start sitting in the back. I might have to sit next to the shitter, get reacquainted with the good folks in the back. Because right now, everybody up front's a fucking asshole, except the wonderful people who are flight attendants, our captains, and anybody who's in main cabin. (laughs) Delta Comfort's chill as hell. But there is an energy of entitlement up front that I need to regulate. But this captain was, ladies and gentlemen, Wheels up time is 45 minutes. And let me tell you, oh, oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. Then he came on and he said, we got a little bit of a situation. Okay, we we're taxing off. He goes, we're about to taxi you out of here. Okay, it's getting backed up because of the winter storm that's coming at Hartsfield International Airport, which is the Atlanta airport. He said, so they've given us a two and a half minute window. And I swear to God, if all those butts aren't in seats and you're buckled up, ready to go, and if anything delays us, it's going to push us back another hour and a half. So we got two and a half minutes. <laughs> He said, we have a two and a half minute window till blast off, till blast off. Do you know what I love? An old Southern captain who says the words blast off. (laughs) Blast off. We got two and a half minutes till blast off. And you know what? I'm sitting in one seat next to the window and I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's go, captain. Literally had my hand to my head, like I was saluting the sergeant. And then he's like, also on today's flight, we got like second officer Johnson. This young man's 23, just got out of flight school and we're going to teach him. He's uh, apprenticing with me, so... (laughs) buckle up, hold on. Like this man is a professional and is literally saying like the guy next to me may not know what he's doing. And of course, as a pilot's daughter, I'm like, fucking go. Do you know what I love more than anything in the world? A on flight pun. Okay. I live for it. I love it. When a flight attendant gets on and she's sassy, you know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, we are headed to Jacksonville, whatever. I don't know. Maybe she would meow because of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? I live for it. I love it. I literally, it makes me so happy. I mean, it just, I just love it. And you know, I applied to be a flight attendant. I've talked about this before, but I did apply to be a flight attendant for, I for Delta, After my dad died, I said, you know what? I'm going to go honor the family. I'm going to go try and work for Delta. And I did not at any point say who my father was or try and use the, or sorry, my grandfather and use that name to name drop and get me ahead of the game. And guess what? I probably should have because they rejected me immediately. And I'll never forget. And if I've already told this story in the podcast, I apologize that I'm repeating it. I'll never forget being at the Delta headquarters doing my interview. And the woman next to me had on bright blue eyeshadow and she was a custodian from Disneyland. And she had just flown in that morning from Anaheim. And she looked at me and she was, I would say probably 84. And she was like, this is my sixth time coming in. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get it. (laughs) I'm obviously going to get it. And she got held back for uh, the other, the essential interview round. And I was, I was asked to leave. And that's a time when I was pretentious because I was like, oh my God, I have, I I literally every job, I am a, I am great in an interview. I am great at an audition. I was like, it's in the bag, bitch. And then I I did not make it to the fifth round. And I remember Cheryl from uh, the cleaning crew at Disneyland Anaheim made it in with flying colors. Still waiting to see her on a flight, but anywho, anywho. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get into the voicemails. I'm going to reach out to my boomers. If you're a boomer, Call in. Let me know why your generation's giving me personally so much shade when I have done nothing but try and help you with your bags. Love you, mean it. Let's get to the voice, voice line, hotline, whatever the fuck it is. The Absolutely Not Line. Again, you can always call in. It's 800 213 7503. Oh, also, side note, want to remind you. I've got three shows in Dallas coming up, two shows in San Francisco and a show in LA. I think there's a couple tickets left for some of these shows, but get your tickets. Heather on tour.com. It's amazing to be back on the road. I love what I do and we're fucking doing it. All right, let's get to the voicemails. Legit. I use this every day. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I'm, I'm, I'm not even messing with you. Great. They pay me money on the podcast, but it's truly one of my favorite products I've ever used. And I'm talking about Athletic Greens. And you know when I kick myself. I kick myself because I got sent Athletic Greens like two years ago and I didn't know what it was. And I just kept it in a drawer. And then later on, now that I started like, like I know what Athletic Greens is. I'm like, why the fuck haven't I been using this two years ago? I am literally obsessed. Here's the thing. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. And I started taking Athletic Greens because it makes me feel good and it's easy. I take a scoop of it. I put in a little bit of water in the morning. I woof it down. I have basically all of my nutrients, my minerals, uh, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging, all of the things. I kept supplementing before I got Athletic Greens with like taking trace minerals. And then I'd be like, I'm too dehydrated. I need some more magnesium. Here's the thing. This is a no-brainer. You just take a scoop of the Athletic Greens in the morning and literally, I don't have to think about it the rest of the day. It's just such a good way. So easy. It's delicious. You don't have to think about it. It's a great way to just get all of that nutrients in, in the morning, first thing, and you're off to the races. Here's the deal. I literally love them right now. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season and the fact that COVID will never end. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. You should see, it looks like I'm running a full-time pharmacy and I've been able to cut everything down and just use Athletic Greens. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a literally free F-R-E-E one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. I take vitamin D every day. It comes in a great, easy, simple little dropper and has K2 with it, which is a phenomenal way for you to absorb vitamin D. Get yourself checked. You'd be surprised. You're probably low on vitamin D. But right now, again, uh, Letta Green's gonna give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, Heather. My name is Rachel. I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but I live in North Carolina. Absolutely fucking not to the South, not understanding how to deal with snow. I decided to take the eight-hour drive down South back to my house in North Carolina because I'm having my wedding up north. I get through West Virginia, get through Pennsylvania, I get through Virginia, and I hit North Carolina, and I'm slip sliding all over the motherfucking place. Absolutely fucking not. Now I am two hours from my house in a fucking hotel, and I am praying to God I can get home to my sweet baby angels, my dog. So absolutely not to the south being prepared for a snowstorm. Thanks. Love you, mean it. Okay, sister friend, I, I hear you. Okay. I hear your frustration. Absolutely not to us not being prepared for this, but it's also because we don't have the infrastructure for it and we usually don't get these. Now I'm not a city planner. I'm not the governor, although there are moments where after meeting the mayor of Oklahoma City, I think I would actually thrive in a local political setting, but have it darken those doors because I can barely handle the mean comments on TikTok. <laughs> That's where I'm at emotionally. I've got boomers on my left staring me up and down. And then I got the young the Gen Zers or X's. I don't know what the fuck they are. They're fucking leaving comments like, look at her hair. Somebody's got roots. Like, I- I'm going to kill myself. Now, okay, back to your weather. I- I'm sorry you're away from your babies. I'm sorry. But also you're from Pittsburgh. Gostellers, Gustellers, I hung out with a lovely family from Pittsburgh and we watched the Stellar come. And there's, if you don't know what a yinzer is, a yinzer is a, a local Pittsburghian, if you will. I have a lot of friends, oddly from Pittsburgh, and I loved Pittsburgh when I went and did a show. They were phenomenal. But yeah, it's a whole nother vibe. I mean, if you're up in Pittsburgh, honey... You're running the damn show. I mean, first of all, Pittsburgh's a wild town, okay? You're like in the mountains, like in a valley kind of, but also in the mountains, and you're right across the border from West Virginia, wheeling, and West Virginia's fucking insane. So you aren't, so, I mean, people from Pittsburgh already got a different attitude. I don't know, I'm not doing that. They say, Gus Stellars. and they say things like, oh, what, uh, j- jack off. No, no, jack off. Oh, fuck, I was doing it downtown. That's how you got to say it. Downtown. It's like they all have a thick tongue. Yeah, you're not going to go downtown. I'm mixing it with with uh, a Yankee accent. But regardless, you should know better. So you're driving down and it's our fault. Why are you yelling at me about it? I could have told you we're not ready. Okay. We are not ready. You know what we are ready for? A few things the Olympics. Actually, we fucked that up. We're ready for fun. Our crime rates have gone wildly up, but we are always down for a good time, whether it be legal or illegal. Okay. What else is the South good at? Feeding you. (laughs) Okay. Feeding. When was the last time you had a meal in, I actually bet Pittsburgh has great restaurants. (laughs) I ate at a lot of great restaurants when I was there. Regardless though, the attitude that it's where we're supposed to do it, just let us live. I'm sorry as a Yankee coming down, as a Pittsburghian, I don't know if that's what you call them. I'm sorry that that's now our fault. I'm sorry that North Carolina fucked it up, but we're slipping inside it. We don't have the salt trucks. Because what I imagine, if I were to be the mayor of Atlanta or the governor or whatever, you get an allotted, a budget, right? I think they have budgets, right? Maybe in the Q4, Q3 part of the year. And you get a budget. And when you're looking at your budget, what are you probably not keeping your budget? A budget for salt trucks, because you probably would need a lot of them to do the highways. And you're like, it only snows one day a year if that or gets icy. And what happens? Everybody just stays home for two days and then we're Gucci and then it's 80 degrees and we're back to normal. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like people in the South know if a storm's coming and you think you might have a heart attack that weekend, you just go ahead and park in front and like tailgate in front of the hospital. Like you don't, we know not to go anywhere because we can't. We already know that. Like if you have bigger than a BMI of like, I don't know, 40 and you're like, my heart's a little touch and go. You automatically, like I've had an uncle just, okay, well storms are coming. Where it's gonna be snowy a quarter of an inch on Tuesday. I'm gonna go ahead and take my RV and park it in front of Emory Hospital just in case the old ticker runs out. Like we just know we're preppers. We're, we've, you know what I mean? We know. So I'm sorry that you did not get the memo. And listen, it may have been some of your North Kakalaki, North Carolinas, North Carolinian neighbors might've been like this bitch from Pittsburgh. She screams way too loud while she's watching the stallers And we don't, we're not going to tell her that she needs to get back before dawn. And if that's shady and that's not neighborly, I agree. I will come speak to your neighbors. But somebody in the South should have told you, sweetheart, you can't go. If you know a storm's a-brewing, you don't leave. You don't get up and go. You don't abandon the fort. Really easy on that. That's a very obvious answer. So while you're cruising, it's like we almost do it on purpose. We hear the Yankees come and we're like, shut down the highway. Get out the moonshine and shut down the highway. Fuck them. It's literally the war of Northern aggression. And I get so much aggression from Northerners, whether it be about snow, whether it be about the heat. You know what I love when they go, oh, so much humanity. Get the fuck out. And that's not me being aggressive towards you. I'm not trying to bring Southern aggression towards you, but I don't get it. Okay all right, we're fine, we're chill, we're thriving. I've held onto the side of a barn during a tornado. Have you? Probably not. My God, you guys weren't ready. Look what happened in Texas a couple months ago. Texas has never had an ice storm and this is why it comes down to the fucking boomers and all their plastic consumption and the fact that Greenland's melting and Antarctica's floating towards the Caribbean. That's why we're where we're at. So if somebody could please let me know what the Reddit thread or the online, you know, 4chan group is where all these older folks are getting in and they're chit-chatting about how they're going to fuck up other people in first class. Somebody let me know because I'm over here trying to save the environment. I'm trying to help a neighbor. But clearly this goes back to the fact that I don't know, everyone 65 and up is fucking with me. And also younger children are mean to me on TikTok. (laughs) You know what I mean? Also that. So either way, I'm sorry, I spiraled. But I want you to know that maybe the subtext of the text is a neighbor should have helped you out and should have told you. But you came in with the Yankee energy. You came in with a stallers. Although I really like people from Pittsburgh. Y'all are fucking great. And you're a little country. I will say there's something a little rowdy and a little fucked up about people from Pittsburgh in the best way. I really mean that in like an encouraging way. Like, you know what you're getting from Jersey. But somebody from Pittsburgh, oh God, we're going down, down. Jack off. That's what they say. Jack, jerk. They say, they say, jag off, jag off. Again, I'm fucking up the accent. I just know how to say downtown. They all got thick tongues, Gus dollars. And all I have to say to that is, those are my kind of people. They remind me of my kin. You know what I mean? We're kin. You know, when Southerners meet somebody from Pittsburgh, we know we get it. I'm sorry. You're at a Ramada Inn by the expressway, but guess what? The South is going to rebuild. <laughs> this is all because you guys had Sherman come into Atlanta and burn our fucking city down. Okay. And on a deeper, actually more, mm, I don't know, theoretical font. everybody has an idea of the South and what they think. But you know what? We're actually very inclusive and progressive. And I don't know if the one was the last time you've been to Atlanta, but we thrive. And it's a melting pot of different cultures, people. Food, but can we handle half an inch? That's what she said. No, we cannot. Thank you so much. On to the next voicemail. Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, each bottle can be made of more than 90% water. So that's a lose-lose situation for the planet. People of 2022 stop wasting water and throwing out more plastic and get Blue Land's revolutionary refill cleaning system instead. Here's the deal. I get sent a lot of shit. Um, I try a lot of products and then I basically say yay or nay if I'm willing to have them on the podcast. I was so blown away by Blue Land and everything they did. They sent these really gorgeous, I I'd almost say Instagrammable bottles. And then all you do is pop in one of the either is a hand soap or a spray cleaner tablet, um, whatever you're trying to clean, and then fill it up the rest with warm water. And you literally have just an insane, amazing. It's like a really good cleaner or a hand soap, whatever you're filling up. Not only do they look chic, but it's eco-friendly. And w- what do you do? What do you do next? Uh, you buy the bottle once and you refill it forever. So no more plastic waste. The only thing you need to discard is your outdated idea that eco-friendly products are more expensive and less effective. I really love their products. I'm obsessed especially obsessed with our uh, multi-surface cleaner that I use in my kitchen. And it comes in a really gorgeous bottle and it's all just very neutral and it's it's eco-friendly. This is what I'm about, y'all. There's no reason to buy all this fucking plastic. I don't know if you know this. There's no point in having children if we cannot protect our planet because there'll be no planet left for our kids. I've told you this and I will continue to tell you this. Right now you can get 20% off your first order when you go to blueland.com absolutely. That's 20% off your first order of any Blueland products at blueland.com. Slash /absolutely. blueland.com/absolutely. Hey Heather, this is Jessica, your girl from Indiana. I have an absolutely not and an absolutely yes for you. Absolutely yes to busting my ass for the last 16 weeks and competing in a bodybuilding competition and my absolutely not is for the unsupportive best friend that wanted to tell everyone that I don't always look like this. I think it's just jealousy but I don't think that's my best friend anymore. I just kind of wanted your thoughts on that. Thanks, girl. Bye. Jessica from Indy. Okay, first and foremost, congratulations, girlfriend. Absolutely fucking yes. Listen, you know I'm obsessed with bodybuilding competitions, all right? I love the, probably I would say, and I, I don't condone it, but, probably almost racially insensitive level of spray tan. You know, I got one. I got a really bad spray tan once from a woman who did bodybuilding competitions. And I said, hey, I want to be dark and, you know, just have a bronze glow. And she gave me a DEF CON 25 when I should have been in a level two, and it really it messed me up for a couple of days. But I got to be honest with you, I looked thin. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, and I understand why bodybuilders do that. It's it has nothing to do even with the appearance. It's so you can see the cuts of the muscles. I I have a friend who bodybuilds, and she explained it to me. She's like, literally, we wash it off right after. It just it's so you can see the muscles. Anyways, I don't know. I'm not gonna get on a tangent about that. But what I want to say is congratulations for doing it. Look. Half of us are such baby back fucking bitches. We don't even keep our New Year's resolution. We don't even keep like, I mean, if I was trying to listen, I'm G free. OK, I'm, I'm G free right now. I'm living on the fucking edge and somehow I've stuck with it. I don't know how, but I thought I'd quit. I thought it'd be th- three days in and I quit. And you know what? Let me tell you something right now some little bitch comment, man, I'm fired up today. Some little bitch commented on one of my posts and was like, maybe if you didn't drink and eat like shit all the time, you lose weight. And I was like, excuse me. First of all, I'm taking care of myself right now. Cause I went on vacation had a glass of wine. It, 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 pipe down, bitch. Pipe down. Anyways, again, I'm so- sorry. But back to you. Good for you for sticking it out. Yes, 100% your friend is jealous. We know it. I know this bitch. Okay. She's got an odd name. It's something like a Landis. You know what I mean? It's a Landis. And you don't know why you've been friends with her for this long. A marquee, maybe that's her name, Marquis. spelled M-A-R-K-E-I-G-H. That doesn't even make sense, but that's her fucking name for some reason. She doesn't always look like this. Yeah, but she doesn't always look like this. Fuck you. You know what I decided to do? Pull myself up by my bootstraps and my string bikini and fucking lift. Now, let me tell you the dedication that it takes to do those bikini competitions. All right, you're cutting. You're eating cottage cheese with a stick of celery. You're eating boiled chicken and maybe, maybe a quarter cup of rice. Do you, first of all, A, you have to be good at math. I have gone on like the calorie calculators and try to figure out like if I weigh 220 pounds, I want to lose, uh, say, 20 pounds by March. OK, I'm just throwing this out there. What do I have to do? <laughs> I type it in and they're like, you're fucked every time. And I'm like, I just asked for a calorie. You know, it's simple math. Calories in, calories out. Calories in, what are we burning? I could not do bodybuilding simply for the fact that I don't know how to count like that. Again, theater degree, University of Mississippi did not really come out with a lot of tools in my belt, if you know what I'm saying. So I would not be good at this because you have to get a scale probably and weigh your food. You have to be able to like think, oh, I know how to convert grams to ounces. What the fuck? That's hard. (laughs) I would look at, marquee and say, hey, bitch, do you know how to do the metric system to whatever the other system is? Do you know how to turn kilograms into, I don't know, miles? No, you don't. So as far as I'm concerned, pipe down, bitch. You know what you should do next time you see you back? Like, somebody compliments her, right? You're with her. And they're like, hey, Landis, I like that sweater. You should be like, yeah, well, she's poor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would say that, but that's bad. Yeah, well, she's poor. Or you could go, yeah, well, she's poor, pornography addicted, and she needs help and walk away. I don't know why I'm starting shit today. Why? I've had a great day. I'm richly blessed. I've just been like, I think the passive aggressiveness by fuckery has been chipping and eating away at me for a while now. And I'm just, I'm about to snap. You know what I mean? I'm about, I really came out of the gate strong too this year, like positivity, manifestation. (laughs) Now I'm literally like, if you're over the age of 73 and you so much as blink the wrong direction in first class by the lavatory, I will take down this bitch. You know, who am I? And you know what? As somebody who's very self-deprecating, when I have a good day, I feel like as women, it is hard for us to take compliments sometimes, right? When people are like, Heather, oh my God, you were so pretty. You know, I'm like, oh my God, stop. You know, I don't always look this way. (laughs) But really, I do look this way. I am very attractive. I have great, I have a great face. You know, the middle is softer than I'd personally like, but I, I have a great face. I'm very attractive. Long legs, thin ankles, banging personality. Tight ass. We are still working on our fat ass for fault. Let's lest not we forget. But that's your joke to make. It's not her joke to make. And she's jealous and she probably doesn't have great credit. And you have to remember that A, you're so much better at math than her because you've had to weigh your fucking cottage cheese for the last 16 weeks. That you need to honestly, if she says shady shit, yeah, don't be friends with her, but let it go in one ear and out the other. And I'm sure you met some really cool friends doing bikini competitions. Because you know what I want to be around? Oh, I don't know, uh, winners. And I, also, can you tell me what the binge is like? <laughs> I'm sure this is not healthy. But I, I bet that binge after that, are you just like, I want some fucking ribs. You know, what do you eat after the competition? I mean, I need to no. know. Easy. I would go, catre pepe, warm brownie fudge sundae. Like, I want the sweet, the savory. I might even put the crumble, the brownie on top of the cachet pepe. You know what I'm saying? I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, you need a dumper, fucker. I, I, I mean, I will say this. I feel good about this year, but I will say my tomfoolery, my tomfuckery, my give a fuck is at a low low. Oh, side note. I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to the, the, one of the nicest boomers I've ever met. This wonderful woman who was at the show in Oklahoma at the meet and greet afterwards raised her hand and she goes, Heather, I, and it was a particularly like wild show. And she was like, Heather, I just want to say something. Your mother raised you. And I was waiting for her to say like a whore because I did have a couple extra pussy jokes And <laughs> that it. And she said she raised you right. I had so much fun tonight. This was amazing. And I honestly went backstage and like cried a little bit. I was like, fuck yes. And the cool thing about coming to my show is there's people of all ages. We got the boomers. We got the Gen Zers. We got 10 packs of gay men. We got husbands that didn't know they ended up there. And then they're like, I had a great fucking time. But she really made my day. So I need to come down a notch. I need to cool off. I need to chug my spindrift and just be like, okay, not everybody is evil. But you know what? When people say things like, you don't always look like this, just cut that basic, blatant, in-your-face negativity out of your life. And I think what I need to do is maybe come in a little more low-key. Maybe take off the fedora while I'm flying. Maybe people expect something of me or they prejudge me because I look so fabulous. They're like, is that Anna Nicole Smith? We don't know. Maybe that's the confusion. Maybe they're like, but That's it. Because I already look so much like Anna Nicole Smith. Maybe when I'm walking on a flight, these older gentlemen grab themselves and they're like, they panic. They're like, oh my God, you know, dementia. Like what's happening? Am I seeing things? Is that Anna Nicole Smith? And I'm like, no bitch, it's your worst nightmare. I'm kidding. But you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm confusing them. And maybe we all just need to take a chill pill and remember the airline captain who said, I'm about eight years away from retiring and then I'm going to be so far deep in the Caribbean only Jesus knows my address. Time for blast off. Blast off. It's so funny. Any situation, let's go back to that real quick. Any situation where you can say blast off, fucking take the opportunity to do it. You know what I mean? You're at a drive through it, say Chick-fil-A. You get your iced tea. They're like, my pleasure. And then you just scream, blast off. And fucking Heel out of there. You get a new phone at the cell phone store. They're like, is it all up to date? Should be working. Have a great day. And then you just scream, blast off. Anytime you can cruise up to someone and yell blast off, fucking do it. That is so funny. You know what Tom it is? Tom to blast off. And I bet you heard that a lot at your bikini competitions because I'm sure there were hype girls. Oh, side note. Speaking of hype girls, the new season of cheer came out on Netflix. And I just want to give a shout out to coach Monica. I read her book and it's phenomenal. Everybody needs to, re- if you, if you are in any sort of business leadership situation and you need words of encouragement, coach Monica, I just want to give you a shout out. Phenomenal book, phenomenal book. I loved it. It's her new book that just came out anyways. Okay. Y'all I've been on one. Listen, shout out to everybody all over the world. Who's dealing with weather. Shout out to the weather that I'm about to have to pack for. You know, I'm packing for Dallas, San Francisco, L.A. I'm not going to be home for four fucking weeks. Then I'm going to Orlando and Savannah. Y'all go to heatherontour.com. Also, the Atlanta show dates. We are finalizing that now. We have a couple bids at some different theaters. So we are finalizing that now. But that show will be announced very soon. And it will be at the very end of May. So if you're an AT alien and you're waiting to see the last the last, who robbed the farewell tour before I take off for the summer? I will announce that soon. I love you. I mean it. Thank you for letting this be a safe space for us to come together, work out our problems. See, we came full circle. And as always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. I love you. I mean it. Ciao, Bella. Arrivederci. See you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast.